This week on The Real Pink Podcast, we are having real discussions about metastatic breast cancer. We'll be welcoming researchers, advocates, and people living with metastatic breast cancer to share their stories, their experiences, and their words of encouragement. Everyone can make a difference in the life of someone living with this disease by donating to Breakthrough Research and urging elected officials in Washington, D.C. to pass pending legislation that would directly help this community. Details and how you can turn awareness into action are in today's podcast description. Today, we're going to continue the conversation about NBC, and we are pleased to have Sheila McGlown on the show. Sheila has been living with metastatic breast cancer, is an advocate for clinical trials. She's going to share her personal experience participating in a clinical trial and why diversity is so important to the advancement of breast cancer treatment. Sheila, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Well, I'm excited to talk with you. Uh, I've talked to people about clinical trials before, but not quite from this perspective. So I think you're going to add a lot to the show. Tell us a little bit about yourself and about your journey with MBC. Okay, my name is Sheila McGlown, and I am 54 years old. I am a 25-year Air Force veteran, and I have one daughter, um, Janaea Glover. She's 31. She's a social worker. And I have one husband, <laughs> and I just got married about four years ago. Oh, congrats. Thank you. And I have three sisters, and my mom died of metastatic breast cancer in 2004. And my dad is still here, and he's my inspiration for what I do. That's great. And, uh, and tell us a little bit about your, your journey with NBC so far. Well, like I said, my mom passed away in 2004. She was diagnosed in 2001. I was active duty military. I was living over in Okinawa, Japan. And the same day she told me was the same day the towers failed. Wow. And it was pretty crazy because I was sitting there at work and um, she, I got the phone call. She said, well, I have breast cancer. And I was like, black women get breast cancer? Because I didn't know. Mm. commercials you saw on tv were just all white women so i never we never talked about breast cancer i got my yearly checks and you know that was it mm. but i couldn't go home because all the planes everything stopped and i'm sure you know what happened on 9 yeah. 11 oh yeah and i couldn't fly over back to the united states so that was kind of a crazy moment and then she passed away in 2004 and i received my diagnosis december 2nd of 2009 mm getting my yearly um, mammograms and at 37 when she died. And I went to the doctor because I was sitting at my desk. Like I said, I was active duty military and I sneezed. And I was like, that's weird. It's um, it burned. Hmm. So I didn't think nothing of it. So a week later I did it again and it burned again. So I went to my military doctor and I was just like, something don't feel right. It's my breast. And she said, well, we're going to order a mammogram and um, breast cancer doesn't hurt. Was well, not the breast cancer that hurt is because it metastasized. Mm. So they did a mammogram on December 2nd. She told me to sit down in my chair. The military has never done that. So I was like, uh-oh. Then they ordered a ultrasound. And I was like, uh-oh. Mm. <laughs> and they ordered an MRI. And I was just like, okay, I'm done. Mm. <laughs> wow. So the radiologist pulled me in the office and he said, you see this white stuff in your breast? He said, that's breast cancer. And he said, what you were feeling was every time you sneeze, the cancer was pressing up against your ribs. So it has spread to my liver and ribs already. Wow. 
you know, I was 43 years old. So how does a 43 year old absorb all that information? Yeah, I can't even imagine. And, and I understand that, you know, as a part of your treatment options, you decided to enroll in a clinical trial. So first, uh, walk us through just at a high level, what is a clinical trial and how did you decide to join one? Well, a clinical trial, and I'm not, I'm going to read this off of this because I don't want to get nothing wrong, but clinical trials are research studies performed in people that are aimed at evaluating a medical intervention, which means for breast cancer, for metastatic breast cancer patients, it's basically trying to find a new drug that's going to keep us alive longer or cure us. Mm-hmm. You know, there are different phases of clinical trials and what they're trying to see through each phase is what's the maximal tolerated dose that a patient can take without unnecessary side effects. And I joined my clinical trial in phase two, and that was more of just to see the safety of the drug, what harm is it going to do to the patient. And that's the part that I joined on. And what was your decision-making process to do that? Because I know, you know, there's, there's obviously kind of a more traditional route for a lot of these things, but you're, you're going the clinical trial route. Like, why is that? Well, I have been living with metastatic breast cancer for 10 years and because of research and because, you know, I tell people all the time, be your own advocate. If something doesn't feel right, if you need to ask your doctor a question, one thing my doctor told me when I was first diagnosed 10 years ago, she said, if my bedside manner is ever bad to let me know. Mm -hmm. We've established a great relationship. And July of 2018 was my fourth progression. It had progressed on my fourth rib. And she said, well, we can go back on the other drugs you've been on, or we can try this clinical trial. And she said, well, I have an 80-year-old patient that's on. I'm sure you could do good. And I was like, well, if an 80-year-old patient can do it, I can do it. So that's when, (laughs) so, and she said, she's doing fine. And her side effects are minimum. And I was like, okay, cool. So, you know, in the... Black culture, the first thing you think about is, well, am I going to be a guinea pig because of Henrietta Lex, Tuskegee Airmen, the Syphilis Project, and, and, you know, different things like that. But then the trust that I have in my doctor, it just kind of wiped all that out. Mm. And I was just like, at eight and a half years, I'm still here. You know, I know she wouldn't lead me astray. So I said, you know, if I'm going to walk the walk and talk the talk and be a clinical trial advocate for Black women in the Black community and underserved communities or whoever are looking up to my story as hope in their story when they're diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, you know, that's what I wanted to do. That's great. I'm so glad you're doing that. I'm so, and I'm glad you had that bold attitude. Let's talk a little bit more about clinical trials. Are there any misconceptions that you had about clinical trials going into it? Yeah, because, you know, like I said, in the Black community, for one, we don't necessarily talk about being sick. Most women in the Black community don't even get offered or even have the conversation of clinical trials. And that's why I do, and that's why I'm so passionate about it, is that should be the first thing when you're saying your doctor, okay, well, make sure that if you have any clinical trial, and you don't have to be metastatic to join a clinical trial. It could be triple negative. You know, I was diagnosed HER2 positive, ERPR positive, and I have many more choices because of the subtype of breast cancer I have. And make that one of a discussion if they don't actually like doctor such and such, um, you know, make sure I'm on that list if you see any clinical trials that come across, or you can go to clinicaltrials.org and look up clinical trials. Oh, that's great. And, and I'll tell you what, the standard of care that I get, I get my eyes checked 
like every two months. I get my heart checked every three weeks. Um, I have six week scans because they want to make sure they're measuring, you know, different things. And, um, and it's not to say that FDA approved drugs um, don't get top notch care, but it, it amazed me because I'm just like, man, they following everything. <laughs> wow. That's great. And yeah, there were a misconception and I'm not going to say that I wasn't scared because I didn't know it's like you're going into another part of your new normal, like an unknown world that you're yeah. hoping that's good. It's going to work. And so now they know, at least with my genes as a black woman, you know, maybe this is the effect that it's going to have on other black women. Yeah. Yeah. And you mentioned earlier that it's important that there's diversity in clinical trials, like walk me through that a little bit more. Why is it important that clinical trials have diverse participants? Because our genes are different. They're in, that's just the way it is. And, you know, when I was first told about clinical trials, I'm glad that my doctor, she's kind of like head of clinical trials. So she's always mentioned to them, mentioned them to me and we've always talked about them, but some I didn't qualify for. And this trial that I'm on there are women, I think, when I was at the San Antonio Breast Cancer Symposium that had treatments up to maybe like they were on a 20th line of treatment. Mm. But some trials you can't join because they consider you overtreated. Mm. But I'm glad I did join, giving them a different perspective, I think. So what could doctors do differently to include more African-American women in their clinical trials? Ask and let us say no. Ask, ask me. Um, I heard about this clinical trial, or do you know about this clinical trial? Or make that sheet a part of, you know, when you go into the hospital, they're going to give you this bag. And the bag that I go to is a blue bag. So, you know, when you get that blue bag, you're either new, you just diagnosed, or because you're carrying it around the first couple of times, it's like, oh, this is too much stuff to, to um, talk about. Mm. I mean, to read all in one couple of weeks. Right. But also understand when you're asking, 70% of black women are single parents. Mm -hmm. But these are things that you should know about your patient before the cultural differences. Yeah. If she joins this clinical trial, would she have daycare? Mm -hmm. Would she have transportation? Mm -hmm. Would she have access to care? You know, some women stop treatment because they can't afford the copay. Yeah. So it's either had his copay or I'm going to put food on the table and have electricity. Yeah. So there are a lot of things that they should consider first. And I've always said that black women should go in medical schools and let us tell our story and let us tell you how we want you to be treated mm -hmm. because we're hiring you, <laughs> you know, yeah. to take care of us. Yeah. yeah. So you go. So now I walk into my office and I'm like, I'm the boss. <laughs> so, you know, we, we talking, but, you know, this is the information that you're giving me. I'm hoping that, you know, you're giving me information that's going to keep me alive. Mm -hmm. And one thing I always tell people is that when I told my doctor, I said, don't treat me like I'm dying. because I'm not dying. So you treat me like your early stagers. Mm -hmm. So don't be coming in here all sad face or whatever, because we're not doing it. <laughs> and she hasn't, you know, she come in there just smiling, facing, and we talk about things and, you know, you just have that great, great, great. It's so important. And faith has a great part in everything I do. I ask God everything before I do That's anything. That's good. Even for this interview, I said, God, is this something you want me to do? And he gave me, he said, yes. Thank you so much, Sheila, for joining me today. It's really been a pleasure speaking with you. I feel like we're friends. <laughs> That's good. Me too. Me too. Thank you. God bless you. 
Support for NBC Week is brought to you by our partners Eli Lilly and Merck. Thank you for joining us on this special episode of Real Pink, focused on metastatic breast cancer. You can help the metastatic breast cancer community today by donating to Breakthrough Research by visiting komen.org forward slash donate. You can also contact your local lawmakers by texting MBC to 40649.